This is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, and I'm delighted to be talking once again with Professor Kevin Hickey from the Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences, but we aren't talking about pharmacy or health or even sciences. Kevin Hickey is the coordinator of the Africana Film Series that's offered through one of his courses at Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. In a previous segment, we talked about the first film in the series, and today we're going to focus on the second film. But first, I'm going to let uh, Dr. Hickey give us a, an overview of what the Africana Film Series is. Okay, Bria, thank you so much. A pleasure to be back. And uh, actually, there will be a little bit of health issues. It takes place in a hospital Uh the film, the second film of the series on the 13th of February. But first, a few words about the about the overall series. It has been going on since 2005. And each year we watch three films on a particular theme. And the theme this year is liberty and justice. Our first two films, both the one from last week and the one of this week, take place in these pockets of possibility uh, last week, taking place uh, in Mali, right after Mali's independence from France in 1960. And uh, this week's film taking place in Tunisia in the late summer of 2011. So about six months after the Tunisian uprising, the so-called also known as uh, Jasmine Revolution that really ignited the entire Arab Spring. So that ties in with the overall themes of this year, and our uh, third film, which will be on the 20th of February, is on the poet, writer, freedom fighter, or terrorist, depending on whom you're asking, uh, Carlos Marigea, who uh, was important in, in his role fighting the military government U.S. supported, no surprise there, military dictatorship that uh, existed in Brazil from 64 to 85. And uh, looking at this individual and uh, not really dealing with it in the film, but he did inspire a, a lot of other similar groups through his writing. But anyway, that's for next week. I believe our focus for this week is on a son, a fee in uh, French, which is uh, taking place in Tunisia. And should I just continue on and say a few words about that? Well, first, um, for people who did, who may not have heard the earlier segment, perhaps you can mention what your interest is in Africa. Well, my interest in Africa is uh, expressions of culture. So film, literature, music, to some extent, dance. I really have no expertise in dance, so I guess I shouldn't even mention that. As well as outside of Africa. So also literature, film, music in the Caribbean and uh, African-American. So for instance, I recently published a very big article on uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat, who is, uh, of course, the famous uh, African-American painter. And um, I also deal with issues of space, that just means how the land and the everything on the land can affect thinking, 
and culture, uh, both for the people who live in it and for people who are in other places. So, for instance, the the uh, the fact that for lots of people, Africa, which is a space, is thought of by unfortunately many people as this sort of homogeneous space without hundreds of different cultures and over 50 countries. And, um, and so that affects how people think about it, but it also can affect uh, the people in Africa themselves in terms of what does and doesn't happen in Africa because we're all interconnected. And those who heard the earlier segment know you have a rather unique perspective on the continent not the country, the continent. When I was working with international students at RPI, somebody said they had overheard someone at a party saying, oh, you're from Africa. I forget. What's the capital of Africa? <laughs> I forget that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know Africa pretty well. Just briefly remind us of your experience. Well, I, I've uh, taken students uh, three times to Senegal for uh, study abroad trips, and I also spent four years bicycling across Africa. I went to about half the countries. The first two years I was by myself, except for a brief visit from my brother, and the third and fourth years uh, I was bicycling with my wife. So I do have some sense, and of course, since then, I say of course, because this is what I teach, what I publish in, uh, I have spent uh, pretty much every day since that bicycle trip reading about and learning about uh, Africa and Africans outside of the continent. And this is the 19th year or the the 19th film series. You said you took a year off because of that COVID thing, speaking of health. Mm -hmm. The website I see he has a list of all of the movies that you have shown. It's three movies each year, going back to two thousand five. So quite an interesting list of films. The ones I noticed for this year are from uh, two of them are from twenty twenty one. One's from twenty nineteen. So you, you're getting really recent movies that may not be available elsewhere, right? Yes, yes. And we also see, um, if, if you think about the history of film in Africa, we see uh, a tremendous shift. Uh, I mean, if you think about film in the United States beginning in, say, the teens, you know, the acting for the first few decades was very much like the acting on a stage. And so you had the same sort of evolution in African film, which is that in the early African films, the acting also seemed for, I guess, your average viewer a little bit stiff because, or a little bit awkward because it was acting more as if you were on a stage. And so that whole transition from acting in film like you're on a stage versus acting in film like you're in a film, which is dramatically different, uh, was much more compressed in Africa. So we see uh, with the contemporary films, which we have three of this year, you know, you see no difference in terms of the styles of acting from other films in other parts of the world. Now, from Professor Hickey's comments about his bicycle trip through half the countries in Africa, his comments about the spaces and landscapes, the cinematic techniques and the, the development of film in Africa, he's 
quite a knowledgeable guide to all of these. So some people might be thinking, well, I can just stream the films if I have the titles. And yet the pieces that I most enjoy about this are that there's an introductory comments from, from Professor Hickey about each film. There's an amazingly detailed handout about each film and the post-screening reflections. Tell us a little bit about that part of the of the presentation. Well, there are usually 45 to 70 people attending each film, and many of those people are from the area and uh, grew up in Africa or the Caribbean or Europe or South or Central America. And so we have very interesting, robust conversations. It always amazes me bringing their own interests and expertise and background and history. They will see something in film that I did not see, even though I watched it a number of times, putting together the handout. And, and then, of course, we have sometimes differing takes on the film, which can can lead to very congenial but often robust conversations of, of polite disagreement. And uh, that's really just lovely. And uh, many of the people who show up have been attending regularly since 2005. So they've seen many of the films. And, um, and so that's, for me, the highlight of each evening are, is the approximately 20 minutes we take after watching the film to have a wide-ranging discussion. Okay, so in the last minute, I just want to repeat that the upcoming film on Tuesday, February 13th at 7 p.m. in the uh, Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences Student Center, room 201, is Unfis, a son from Tunisia for 2021, Dr. Hickey, great talking with you again. This is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine. And we'll be back about the third film in, in another week. Bye-bye. All right, Bria, thank you.